Hey there. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know about a great seminar I have coming up this week on Friday. It's all about personal care products and how to find safer alternatives. You know how hard it is to understand what to purchase with regard to our soap and shampoo and deodorant and all of these other personal care products? Well, I've got the answers all in this one session. It's really chock full of solutions for you. So please head on over to my website to sign up now. Welcome, my flourishing friends, to episode number 32. In today's episode, we are going to talk about green home cleaning. Now, cleaning is at the top of our minds now with the coronavirus, and yet there are numerous problems associated with many of our cleaning supplies because it can harm not only human health, but also the environment. So we need to find some solutions that work. I've got all of the details for you. Let's dive in. I'm Christina Hunter, and you are listening to the Live Well Green podcast, all about sustainable well-being and green living. We explore how to do what is good for the planet and for ourselves in order to truly flourish. The question that we are dealing with today is, how can we keep our homes clean and healthy, both clean from the coronavirus as well as from regular household dirt, and not introduce more harmful products into the indoor environment? We know that cleaning products can be found almost everywhere in our day-to-day -day life, from inside the home to at the office to daycares and just in the air. And it can be almost impossible to avoid them. And certainly cleaning is a necessary action for keeping our spaces healthy and clean and attractive, but especially during the COVID-19 pandemic, where germs and viruses are on everybody's mind. Unfortunately, there are a number of unintended consequences of all of our amped up cleaning efforts. First of all, we have seen a dramatic rise in accidental poisonings due to the use of cleaning products, both in the U.S., Canada, and elsewhere around the world. And then many people are concerned about the long-term consequences of creating resistant organisms as a result of some of the ingredients used in our cleaning products. We also have longer-term health concerns associated with increases in asthma, skin disease, COPD, and reproductive harms. So this is a real issue. Then we also have to be concerned about the environmental effects. A lot of these ingredients that are in our cleaning products can actually pollute the environment and harm the ecosystem. One study done by the United States Geological Survey found that laundry detergents don't really break down all that well, and they end up entering our rivers and streams. 
and they found that about 70% of North American streams and rivers actually contain detergent breakdown products that are harmful for the ecosystem and can affect fish and frogs and turtles and other aquatic life. So it's a really big concern. Then we also have to be worried about the human health risks of some of these cleaning products. One of the most common concerns associated with cleaning products is simply the sensitization and skin irritation, causing rashes and allergic reactions. However, we can also encounter more acute responses that involve childhood poisoning, breathing problems, and eye and skin damage. Then we also need to be concerned about long-term risks from some of these products, which could include everything from allergic dermatitis to asthma to reproductive disorders and even cancer. So we have some real concerns with these products. One study done by the group Women's Voices for the Earth, done back in 2011, did a little expose of a number of cleaning products made by the major manufacturers, such as Clorox, SC Johnson, Procter & Gamble, and the makers of Simple Green cleaning products. And they found, unfortunately, that there were a number of problematic ingredients that weren't listed on the labels, including allergens, and endocrine disruptors, things that mess with our hormone system, in addition to the carcinogen 1,4-dioxane, which showed up as a contaminant in some of the other ingredients. And this report actually led to Tide reformulating some of its products to remove this harmful carcinogenic contaminant. Now, there are other ingredients of concern. Let's break that down and see what we should be paying attention to here. Now, first of all, the way that these ingredients can enter our bodies and cause harm is generally twofold. The first one is inhalation, where we inhale the vapors or the fumes. And that happens really whenever you smell a cleaning product. And then it's most likely to also enter our bodies through our skin when we have contact with these products during cleaning or on the surfaces that they have been used on. Then we could also have exposure through ingestion, which is much less likely, but certainly a concern for children. Now, which ingredients should we be most concerned about? The first category of concern are those products that contain antimicrobial ingredients. Now, these antimicrobial ingredients are in everything from cleaning products to all sorts of other household products, but unfortunately, some of them have a number of other health concerns associated with them. The ingredient called triclosan or triclocarban, or it might be listed as microban, is actually an endocrine disruptor. And this can negatively affect our hormone system. It can mimic the hormone estrogen in our bodies. And this is really a issue because it also can cause problems with thyroid functioning, as well as causing sensitivity and allergic reactions. 
The other category of compounds that are concerned due to their antimicrobial ingredients are the quaternary ammonium compounds, also called quats for short. And unfortunately, these have been shown to actually induce asthma. They can cause asthmatic symptoms in people with asthma and can cause asthma in people who previously didn't have asthma. And this is a really big concern, especially for people who work in the cleaning industry who can develop a workplace-related asthma as a result. They also are linked to reduced fertility and birth defects in animals. So these are really concerning compounds, these quats. One of them that we should be on the lookout for is benzalkonium chloride. And overuse of all of these antimicrobials can also unfortunately lead to the development of resistant microbes, where our regular cleaning products and processes won't be effective on these microbes due to the overuse of this antimicrobial agent. So that's a long-term concern. Now, we also should be really aware of some of the hazards associated with the acutely corrosive and highly irritating chemicals. Here we're thinking about potent cleaners, especially those that are used for oven cleaning and drain cleaners, which might contain sodium hydroxide or ammonia or even chlorine bleach. Now, keep in mind, we should never be mixing ammonia and chlorine bleach-containing compounds because that can create the very toxic chloramine gas. So watch for anything that has the words warning, poison, caution, or danger on the label, and be sure to follow the directions on the label if you're using those ingredients. And those would typically be in the heavy-duty cleaners, the degreasers, oven cleaners, and toilet cleaners. And they can cause a whole host of problems, including chemical burns and eye and lung damage. And they can also just induce breathing problems from inhalation of these fumes. Now, the other thing we should be concerned about are some solvents that are linked to endocrine-disrupting activities, and those are the glycol ethers. And there are a number of them, but they have been associated with causing birth defects in women, especially in some occupational groups where women are more frequently using these chemicals. According to womensvoice.org, the United States employs roughly 3.4 million cleaning workers, of which 90% are women. And this is a really big concern, especially if those women are intending to become pregnant. Now, some of these compounds can be found in all-purpose cleaners, as well as carpet cleaners, stain removers, polishes, and more. So we should really be on the lookout for these glycol ethers that can be in some of those products, as well as those that are listed as alkyl phenol ethoxylates that also have these types of harmful reproductive effects. Now, another group of ingredients that 
sometimes causes problems are just in this broad category of fragrance. The word fragrance or perfume or parfum is a common trade name that corporations use to encompass many, many, many different chemicals. And unfortunately, the host of chemicals that are in that parfum or fragrance is not listed. And so we have some of those that could be of concern. And they can be linked to a variety of concerns, including increased risk for breast cancer, especially when we think about endocrine disrupting effects of phthalates and synthetic musks. But they can also cause skin and eye irritation, as well as breathing problems and headaches. Now, another group of ingredients of concern are the VOCs. And if you remember when we talked about indoor air quality, we had talked about VOCs, and that stands for volatile organic compounds. And some of them are problematic, and they generally can decrease your indoor air quality, and they also contribute to outdoor smog. And it's actually a significant contributor to reduced air quality. So we should be aware of that. The final category of ingredients to be aware of are those cleaners that contain nitrogen or phosphorus. Now, those have long been used in detergents, and unfortunately, these are also things that cause algal blooms when they are released into the environment, right? So that decreases water quality and increases the potential for toxic algal blooms and reduces the overall environmental health. So these are ingredients to be concerned about. Now, let's talk about what can we do. The first thing to think about is that less is more. Can we use fewer products, fewer products overall, and use the right product for the job? Now, how do we do that? Let's think about using the right concentration of product. If your cleaner says it needs to be diluted to a certain amount, we need to follow those directions. And then we should use only what's needed. In addition, we should always be thinking about ventilating our space when it's recommended by the label on that cleaning product. Turn on a fan that vents to the outside and open a window. And then we should also think about simply avoiding things that we don't need. Avoiding air fresheners is a great start. Do other things like ventilate the space or use natural air fresheners. Now, we do have some pretty big concerns here around the COVID-19 virus, and we do need to be concerned about sanitizing and disinfecting. And unfortunately, that could cause us to use more of these harsh cleaning chemicals. According to the USA's Design for the Environment certification, we can use products that are designed to be healthier for us. The EPA in the United States has a certification that's called Safer Choice, and you can find that on the label of some of your cleaning products or some others that I'll talk about in a moment. But they also have a searchable database that you can search your cleaning product on. So that's really useful. Now, according to Health Canada, and I quote, they say, 
Although they do not claim to kill viruses such as COVID-19, cleaners can help limit the transfer of microorganisms. For high-touch hard surfaces, such as door handles and phones, we recommend cleaning these often with either regular household cleaners or diluted bleach according to the label directions. End of quote. And that's from Health Canada. So how do we know how to properly disinfect? Well, both Health Canada and the United States EPA has some guidelines on that. And this comes from the Workers Health and Safety Center online. And they say, and I quote, for disinfecting for coronavirus, we should be looking for products that contain between 62 and 71% ethanol or 0.5% hydrogen peroxide or 0.1% sodium hypochlorite, which is bleach, are thought to kill the virus within one minute, end of quote. So those are the key ingredients that we should be looking for when we want to disinfect, when we are concerned about hard surfaces that need to be cleaned due to coronavirus risk. So that would be ethanol, hydrogen peroxide, or bleach. Now, I'm going to caution you against bleach, but there are a number of other solutions. When we think about solutions for green cleaning, that means generally that we want to use less toxic ingredients and things that are healthier for ourselves and for the environment around us. In reducing risk in one area, we don't want to be unnecessarily introducing additional risks. Now, what I love about green cleaning is that you can actually make your own safe and effective cleaning products at home and purchase really simple ingredients to do that. When you're making your own greener cleaning products, we can also reduce the plastic waste from entering the landfill and even save on money. You'd be surprised at how cost-effective and easy it can be to make your own all-purpose cleaners. So how do we do that? Well, glass cleaner can easily be made using white vinegar, a bit of water, and a squeeze of lemon juice. Really simple. Oven cleaner works really well just using baking soda, salt, and a bit of water to make a paste. And of course, a bit of elbow grease. And then if we want to remove grease from fabrics or rugs, you can simply apply cornstarch. Rub it in, let it sit, and then vacuum it up. It really works. For dusting, I highly recommend simply using a damp microfiber cloth. And for disinfecting, I suggest using the 0.5 hydrogen peroxide mixture recommended by both Health Canada and the US EPA. Now, I have a bunch of these recipes available for home cleaning supplies on my website. Just go to Christina Hunter Flourishing dot com forward slash green clean. Now, how do we take action on this? Aside from making our own products, we can also choose to use less toxic products. I highly encourage you to look for those ingredients that are harmful and avoid them. That can be difficult, but obviously a great solution if you already have a number of cleaning products in your home. 
then when we go to purchase new cleaning products, I encourage you to just buy the green and eco-friendly products. But we can't always just believe when it says green or eco-friendly or if it sounds organic or natural or environmentally friendly. I highly recommend you look for a product with a certification. And the certifications to look for that are global include the Green Seal certification or Eco Logo, which is a really, really high standard, as well as the Safer Choice from the EPA. In addition, you can always look up your cleaning supplies on one of the databases. Look at the Safer Choice on the EPA's website for their database, or head on over to the Environmental Working Group. And there, they have a searchable database as well, which will rank the cleaning product for its toxicity to humans and the environment. If that seems also a little bit too hard, we can also look to buy from manufacturers that readily disclose all of their ingredients and make sure to look for things that say fragrance-free and free of triclosan and quaternary aluminum compounds. Then I encourage you to think about lobbying for change. Look for if there are manufacturers that have toxic ingredients that you've noticed, don't hesitate to send them an email and tell them that you're asking for better, that you're looking for safe alternatives to your cleaning needs. And unfortunately, the United States has far fewer regulations on cleaning supplies than many other jurisdictions, including the European Union. So when we are cleaning, we should always be thinking about using proper ventilation. And if you have some cleaning products in your home that you no longer wish to use because of their hazardous ingredients, please dispose of them safely. Please make sure to not just throw them in the garbage. Take them to your hazardous waste depot. That will help to keep it out of the environment. All right. So that is the answer to how to clean our homes with greener cleaning alternatives. The key messages that I would like for you to take away from today's episode are that cleaning products are a part of daily life, but we must be aware of the potential risks, and we really should seek to avoid ingredients such as antimicrobials, triclosan, and those quats, which can cause endocrine-disrupting activities, and they can cause asthma, as well as have the potential to create resistant microbes. And then we should really be concerned about the use of corrosive and highly irritating chemicals. And then we should try to avoid endocrine-disrupting glycol ethers and volatile organic compounds, as well as be wary of the word fragrance. And then be aware that nitrogen and phosphorus in our cleaning products is harmful to the environment. Try purchasing certified green products, such as those that have the green seal or eco label or the safer choice logo. And then you can always look things up on the databases provided by safer choice or through the environmental working group. Then finally, don't be afraid to ask for change with your government and with those cleaning product manufacturers. And of course, it is a great alternative to simply make your own home cleaning supplies. It can be a lot healthier for yourself, as well as great for the environment, reduce waste, and be very cost effective. 
All right. Let me leave you with one final quote from Mother Teresa, who said, Love begins at home. That's all for now. If you are interested in exploring these issues further, please head on over to my website. It is Christina Hunter flourishing.com. That's Christina with a K. You can check out my green home cleaning recipes at Christina Hunter flourishing.com forward slash green clean. And you'll also find a variety of free downloadable resources, including the sustainable well-being starter kit and the green home guide. There, you can sign up for my newsletter. It comes out once a week, and it is full of resources and inspiration and news from the flourishing community. And if you're looking for a great way to send a gift to a friend with cancer, please check out the unexpectedgiftbox.com. And if you like what you are hearing, please leave me a review wherever you get your podcasts. And If you're interested in topics related to this, there is a special seminar coming up this week on Friday all about our personal care products and how to find safer alternatives. Check that out on my website as well. I can't wait to talk to you again. Until then, live well green, my flourishing friends. Bye for now.